Welcome to the TPS 5 for the week of July 20th through the 24th. TPS 5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news, as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our lead story this week comes from NBC News and is called Uber Offers COVID-19 Contact Tracing Help Amid Chaotic U.S. Response. It seems that Uber has quietly launched a service to give public health officials quick access to data on drivers and riders presumed to have come in contact with someone infected with COVID-19, company officials explained this week. This new service, which is being offered free of charge, could potentially help enhance the image of the rideshare company. This comes in addition to the recent new ad campaign that highlights Uber's no-mask-no-ride policy launched in the United States. This contact tracing service is being offered to government health officials in all countries where Uber operates, and it provides health departments with data about who used Uber's services and when, and in addition allows health agencies to urge affected users to quarantine. Information on impacted users can be accessed within a few hours, according to Uber officials. Despite Uber providing this data for months, it has not been put to use in many U.S. states, including virus hotspots. A recent Reuters review of contact tracing policies by 32 U.S. state and local health departments found most did not use ride-sharing data to help track coronavirus spread. Among those not using the data are Texas and Florida, states that are currently experiencing surges in new infections. Unlike several other countries, the United States has no federal program or mobile application to trace the contacts of people with coronavirus infections, a measure deemed crucial by the World Health Organization in fighting the COVID-19 pandemic. Dozens of U.S. states have recently begun hiring thousands of contact tracing workers to interview infected patients, identify people they have been in contact with, and then order those individuals to isolate. Ride-hailing data could also play an important role in that effort, said health officials and experts, because it could identify a larger set of people outside the direct social circle of an infected individual. This data could be potentially life-saving in cities where many people use those services, said Micah Smart, an epidemiology professor at Michigan State University and a member of the COVID-19 contact tracing group in Flint, Michigan. Uber has a long-standing relationship with U.S. law enforcement officials, providing data in emergencies or criminal investigations, and it first began to focus on health-related issues in 2019 when a resurgence of U.S. measles cases prompted health officials to request data. In January of this year, Uber officials met with local health departments and CDC officials to discuss how their rideshare data could be used. This discussion quickly turned to the novel coronavirus. In the first half of the year, Uber received approximately 560 coronavirus-related requests from public health departments in 29 countries, most of which were processed by the company within two hours. Of this, 58 requests were filed by health authorities in nearly 40 locations around the United States. Using the new portal designed for exclusive use by public health departments, data can be sought based on trip receipts or passenger names. Health officials are then prompted to specify what action they want Uber to take as part of that service. Uber wants to make sure they are following the recommendations from these health experts on whether to block temporarily a driver, a rider, or courier from using Uber's service. Now, Uber customers with a confirmed infection are automatically blocked from using the services for at least 14 days. Uber has also seen an increase in contact tracing requests from other countries such as Australia and New Zealand, which are doing well in containing the virus. 
Company representatives also indicated that contact tracing was also much more coordinated in several European countries, including the UK. But here in the US, contact tracing efforts vary from region to region. In some areas, the effort is coordinated on the state level, while cities or counties take charge in others. In California, for example, local health officials handle the entire contact tracing process. San Francisco so far has requested ride-hailing data related to the coronavirus pandemic in a handful of cases, according to Michael Reed, a physician who heads the city's contact tracing efforts. But in the end, we all need the data to be effective, said Reed, whether it's Uber or Lyft or the priest telling you who was in church on Sunday. You can read more about this in the show notes. And now, other stories from this week. E-Consultancy published an article called Frictionless is Not Enough, Introducing Emotional Peaks into Your Customer Experience. While areas of friction in the digital experience can become a barrier and cause drop-offs before conversion, they aren't the most powerful impact contributing towards the customer base. Over 90% of our behaviors and beliefs are driven by emotions, and they dictate not only how we respond to things, but also how we remember them. Moby Health News ran an article this week called The Looming End to the Telehealth Boom. In it, former U.S. Medicaid CMO Dr. Andrew Ostrovsky outlines how tech entrepreneurs, investors, and digital transformation leaders can impact a legislative fix and enable long-term telehealth access. In other telehealth news, Becker's Hospital Review ran an article entitled Most Physicians Predict Fewer Than 10% of Their Visits Will Be Virtual By Next Year. They state that physicians across primary care, behavioral health, and medical and surgical specialties are anticipating only a slight shift to virtual care over the next 12 months, according to a recent Sage Growth Partners report. You can read more about this in the full article. And lastly, be sure to check out Dr. Brian Vardavidian's Exam Room podcast this week, The Complexities of Physician Supply and Demand. In it, he unpacks the latest physician supply and demand report from the Association of American Medical Colleges and identifies three core issues that make the prediction of future physician demand difficult, if not impossible, to predict. You can find links to all of these articles in the show notes. And that's it for this week's TPS 5. If you'd like the latest in healthcare news in an email delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS Report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. We are officially halfway through summer, and I don't know about you, but this is certainly not the summer that I was anticipating. Still, please find ways to enjoy yourself safely and stay cool. And we'll see you next week.